G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Tuesday, we do like to pause and connect with Ron Ross, who's been monitoring the headlines overnight, breaking news as it's been happening out of the nation of Israel and more broadly the Middle East. Ron Ross, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with the headline. The Israeli military responded after a soldier was shot at point-blank range by Palestinian rioters. Yeah, Israel struck four Hamas weapons facilities in the Gaza Strip late Saturday evening in response to a shooting attack that critically wounded a police officer during violent riots on the border. Dozens of Palestinians were also injured during the riots, which were organized by the Gaza-ruling Hamas terror group and other local Palestinian terrorists. A video shared widely on social media showed 21-year-old Barel Hadera Shamuli from central Israel shot at point-blank range by a Palestinian rioter who'd put his gun in a hole on the border wall. Shamuli was evacuated to Soroka Hospital in Beersheba and underwent an operation, but was still in intensive care in a life-threatening condition, the army said. He was a sniper in the elite undercover Mistaban unit, a unit in which soldiers go undercover, posing as Palestinians, and had taken part in dozens of operations to foil terror attacks and crime in the southern region, the military said in a statement that was translated by the Times of Israel. Okay, another headline, Ron. Israel's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is scheduled to meet this week with US President Joe Biden actually in Washington. What's the story here? Yeah, Bennett will discuss the Iranian nuclear deal deadlock when he meets on Thursday in Washington with US President Biden for the first time since assuming office in June. According to White House Press Secretary Gene Psaki, the two leaders will talk about a range of critical global security issues with the Islamic Republic's uranium enrichment program at the top of the agenda. Discussions about how to revive the nuclear pact have stalled since April, almost exactly three years after Biden's predecessor, Donald Trump, pulled America out of the agreement. The UN's atomic watchdog has warned Tehran is currently enriching uranium metal calling it a key step in the development of a nuclear weapon. And some developments from this past week in Afghanistan, but the Jewish News Service reporting Israel and the Arab states can no longer depend on the USA after the Afghan catastrophe. Yeah, and they're also predicting the demise of Christianity in Afghan too. So Taliban's quick takeover of Afghanistan has Middle Eastern countries deeply concerned about their dependence on the U.S. security umbrella. Elliot Abrams, who served as special representative for Iran and Venezuela during the Donald Trump administration, told the Jewish News Service that Arab states could be expected to increase security cooperation and consultation with Israel, though we won't see much of it. Asked how 
could influence Iran's thinking, Abrams replied, I believe that Iran will have concluded the Biden team is not first-rate and wants to avoid confrontation. So Iran is more likely to test them than it was six months ago. What is happening in Afghanistan will deepen the impression among Arab governments that they cannot rely on the United States to protect their security as they used to, he said. So those states have increasingly drawn the conclusion that they have one neighbor who, unlike Iran or Turkey, poses no threat to them, and that's Israel. Well, we'll be monitoring developments as they happen. Another headline, Ron, the CIA director, Bill Burrs, has raised the issue of Chinese investment in Israel during a meeting with the Israeli Prime Minister. What's the story here? Yeah, they're buying influence everywhere, aren't they? That's right. During a visit to Israel last week, Bill Burns raised a serious concern about Chinese investment in Israel with the Prime Minister Bennett. High-profile partnerships between Israel and China include a light rail system in Tel Aviv and the Haifa Port Project, which became a rare source of tension between the Trump administration and Israel. Burns' discussion of the issue with Bennett marked the first time it's been raised at such a high level, and unlike his predecessor, Netanyahu, who tended to resist American pressure, Bennett was reportedly sympathetic to the American concerns. Israel believes the issue of Israel-China economic cooperation will continue to be raised in discussions with the White House. I hope they talk about Darwin as well. Hey, Ron, let's look at uh, the vaccination program. The whole world has been watching Israel, and now Israel's health ministry is expanding the COVID booster campaign to Israelis over 30. What's happening? Yeah, they'll be able to receive a third shot of the coronavirus vaccine by the end of this week, Diaspora Affairs Minister Nachman Shai said at the weekend. On Friday, Prime Minister Bennett, who's 49, kicked off Israel's booster campaign for adults over the age of 40 by getting his third jab. We're at the height of the battle now. Together we can win. It's within arm's reach, but we're not there yet, Bennett said. I'm asking you, use this unique privilege you have as Israelis to get vaccinated. Within two days, 65,000 Israelis between the age of 40 and 49 received their third vaccine shots. Altogether, since the launch of the third jab campaign, more than 1,300,000 Israelis have gotten their shots. With the spread of the highly contagious Delta variant, infections have surged in recent weeks, raising fears of a lockdown over the holidays in September. And let's finish on what it seems to be a high note uh, when we're often talking about divisions in Israel. The Arab mayor of Nazareth has welcomed Jewish families who fled the recent Jerusalem Hill fires saying, we are family. What's this one about? I remember when we lived in Israel, the Arab population were one of the most hospitable you could find anywhere. The mayor of the predominantly Arab city of Nazareth detailed his community's efforts to extend a helping hand to those affected by the biggest wildfires in Israel's history. The blaze tore through some 6,200 acres of forest over three days, forcing over 2,000 people to evacuate their homes. Speaking to Israel's 103FM, Nazareth Mayor Ali Salam explained why local establishments have welcomed at least 60 Jewish families fleeing the fire. 
I believe in coexistence, and I want us to live together, he told the station. I believe that I live in a country and that I must give all the appropriate service to every citizen in the whole country. I do it from the heart, most importantly, so they can rest and that they can have peace and feel at home. Mikhail Ben Yehuda, who fled her home in the Haredi town of Kiryat Yerim and is staying in Nazareth, thanks Salem on the air. I'm very moved to listen to Ali. I'm so moved by his words, and we do not have enough words to say thank you, thank you, thank you. It's not taken for granted. Salem told her on air, no need to say thank you. You are one of us. We are together, and we will continue together. We are family, and we will continue forward as family. Uh, good stuff, Ron. Thanks so much for scouring the headlines overnight. Always appreciate the update on breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.